Hello again, everyone. My name is David Bastel, alongside ARIA President David Oikel, and this is the Real Estate Edition podcast. David, on this episode, we talk to Mark McLean. He's the Vice President of Business Development at Key Living. David, what were some of your takeaways from this interview? It's really interesting to see what the evolution of, uh, of real estate ownership is, uh, and it's just um, interesting to see what the, the possibilities might be, the, the middle ground between owning and renting. And I think that Mark brought a lot of interesting uh, ideas to us. And so it really thought provoking conversation we had. Plus, we ask him how realtors can get involved in key living. Now, here's our interview with Mark McLean. You're listening to this month's episode of The Real Estate Edition with host Dave Bastel and ARIA president David Oikel. <laughs> Mark, great to talk to you. Can you tell our listeners about yourself and, and how you came to be involved with Key Living? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Dave. Um, so um, I am a 30-year real estate veteran uh, in Toronto. Um, I was the president of the Toronto Real Estate Board. Um, I was also a director with David uh, at, uh, at ARIA. Um, I've uh, uh, been involved with starting a number of uh, companies. Um, you would know Sotheby's International Realty here in Ontario, uh, which I started. I was um, on the management team at Bosley for a number of years, and, uh, and I was the president of uh, Property.ca in Toronto, an online brokerage. I've been always sort of drawn to the, <clears throat> to the um, uh, digital kind of space. Uh, but, you know, when I was president, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I used to talk a lot about well, number one was always use a realtor because that's uh, that's a great you know that's a great start. But number two was just the value and the importance of owning um, a house. You know what we know about the fact that it's it's not just for savings, but people who own are healthier, they're happier, their kids get better educated. There's so many ancillary benefits from that. And invariably, I would be asked, you know, well, what happens if I want to live in Toronto but I can't afford it? And I would say, well, you get in your car and you drive until you qualify, meaning drive outside the city until your money will actually buy you something. And I wish I could take that back because, quite frankly, no one deserves to have to commute, you know, an hour, an hour and a half every day in their car or on transit just for the privilege of owning. And so when I met the guys, at, uh, the two founders of Key, I was like, holy cow, they're actually going to they're going to change how we live in the city. Uh, this is so important, you know, for me as a realtor, but also as someone who really believes in in Toronto and our city and I want to see it succeed um, and, and I'm and I'm concerned about how my kids are going to actually get into the home ownership uh, you know realm so when the opportunity came to come and join key I'm employee number two I've been there right from the beginning um, you know it was super exciting and you know there is that kind of um, aspect of it which is you know I'm actually trying I'm actually doing something that's going to make a huge difference uh, and that to me and not just in Toronto but I hope nationally and even potentially you know globally so i'm super proud uh, super happy to, to be a part of that so mark that, that's a great start so for the listeners who aren't familiar with key living maybe you can start with an explanation of what it's all about and uh and how it operates so i, I guess the best place to start here uh david is the fact that if you want to live in toronto you have two choices you buy and if you can't buy you rent and our premise is, well, what if there was a third option? What if there was a way we could actually help people get into the market for way less and feel like they have all the benefits of owning with the freedoms of renting? And that's what key is. So what we've done is we've actually created a, um, a co-equity or co-ownership model, which would, I guess, fall under that category of 
alternative home ownership solutions, right? And right now across the globe, there's billions of dollars being thrown at this problem, right? Because so many people are being locked out of home ownership. And so what we do as a company is we go out and we raise long-term capital from pension funds, wealth sovereign funds, endowment funds, insurance companies, any institution that wants to park their money for a long time. And real estate has been you know, good, a good place for that. We combine it with a little bit of debt. We buy condos in the downtown core. And then what we do is we offer you the opportunity to buy one of those condos and, and get in as a co-owner with us. And so what that means is I can now buy a $600,000 condo for $15,000, 2.5%. That's my entry point. And, and what I pay on a monthly basis is essentially geared to market rent, but it's slightly reduced because you do have that ownership position. And what we've actually patented is this ability to add more equity at your own pace, if you so choose to. And two things happen. Number one is you're buying more of the condo that you're in and reducing our ownership. But the other thing that you're doing is lowering your monthly payment because those things are, are connected. And so for the very first time, you now have an opportunity to get way more people into that ownership position. And the best example I could give you is you know, if you were to buy a $600,000 condo in Toronto and assuming that you could get a mortgage, that's number one, and assuming that you could get uh, insurance through CMHC to, um, you know, to, to get a higher, um, you know, a, a smaller down payment, you would still need $50,000 minimum to buy that condo. And you'd have to have a combined household income of around $125,000. And so with our model, that down payment is $15,000 and the household income is 70. So you can all of a sudden see how our model will open up, you know, a massive number of people who will be able to now get into the market and start owning right away. And so that condo that they choose is theirs for life. And that money that they pay on a monthly basis goes towards the maintenance fees and the taxes. And we pay back, obviously, some of that long-term capital. Uh, and we also put $50 a month into their equity account. So even if the market stayed flat, they're also benefiting by um, you know, $600 a year. So the idea really here is to give people an option to get into the market and get their $15,000 and you know, stay in the model until their $15,000 maybe goes to forty dollars or fifty dollars or $60,000 mm-hmm. where they can now exit and go buy in the traditional manner. Because at the end of the day, you know, and I say this to realtors all the time, if you have a client that can afford to buy and has a down payment and has the closing costs, has got a good job and good credit and is going to be in their condo or house for a long time, you should 100% sell them something. But if their only other option is to rent, then all of a sudden, key is a great model. We're not trying to disrupt home ownership. We're trying to disrupt rental and give people a leg up and help them get established in the housing market years earlier, really 20 years earlier. Yeah. Okay. So, so Mark, you, you touched on a lot of this question that I'm about to ask you, but I'll kind of rephrase it a little bit just to see if we can get more out of it too. So uh, what are some of the main differences between the key living model and the traditional methods of mortgaging or renting a house then that, that, that you kind of didn't tackle with that last answer? Well, I think the biggest thing is because we're going out and buying the unit, the, the condo, um, with cash, there is no mortgage. Right. And, you know, mortgages is probably one of the biggest stressors that, you know, first time buyers have to go through. Right. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is that, you know, we're seeing probably one of the smallest uh, cohorts of people, millennials, being able to buy houses. It's gone. It's drastically low. And so 
And, and what about th their kids? What about you know my kids? I think about they're never going to be able to uh, to own in the city. And so what we're doing is creating a pathway for them that'll get them onto the into the market you know years sooner. So not having to have a mortgage, being able to qualify for less. And and as I said, you know what we're creating is this kind of hybrid model, right? It's all the benefits of owning. You now have an equity position in the market, and you have security. No one will ever throw you out. That's your unit for life. But you also have the freedom and flexibility of renting. Right? You can come and go. You're, you're not locked in. You can leave after three months. You don't like it. You, you let us know, and you can move out. And if the, even if the market has gone up by 1%, you're benefiting from that because you're taking that new equity with you. But you also don't have this crushing debt hanging over your head right? right? because there's no mortgage. And um, yeah, so you have this, this great freedom that exists, right? And there's no buy-sell costs in the, in the model, right? You come in, you go. That's it. It's like there might be a small, you know, administrative fee, but that's it. So it's a very simple model. So hybrid model, no mortgage. Those are some of the benefits of this. What, what other benefits are we missing here? Because this, the, there's, there's a number of them, isn't there? You know, I think that, um, you know, one of the challenges that we face is that, you know, pe people always say to me, Mark, it seems like too good to be true, yeah. right? Um, and I think what, you know, what people compare this to is what well, I don't get to leverage this debt that I can get from the bank to, um, you know, to really make myself quite wealthy down the road. And I would say, yes, that's true. But that's not, this is not the model for you, right? If you can afford to buy, you should buy. But if you can't, and your only other option is renting and paying someone else, making someone else rich, then why wouldn't you just jump into this model with a small, small down payment, right? That's all it is, 2.5%. You can buy a $500,000 condo for $10,000, and that's your condo. And you're building equity in that, again, at a small scale, because if that condo doubles, your 10000 is now 20000 but our piece, our 97.5% is also doubling, right? So we've, we've got a few levers in there that we can actually help you boost um, your um, your equity faster. Um, and, but that's that's like a whole other, that's an hour long discussion. But but the truth is that this is really a way to get people into the market, uh, you know, years earlier, start them saving, get on that path of home ownership so that they can, you know, leave down the road and have significantly more money. So Mark, uh, that's great stuff. So, so some listeners may be hearing this and think that this eliminates the role of a realtor yeah. in a transaction. So how would a realtor get involved with somebody who might want to acquire an interest in a property? Well, first of all, David, what I would say to you is that when we first started Key, we recognized that the realtor was going to play a massive role in what we we're building. Because, you know, who else has access to people who are looking to buy than realtors? And, you know, so instead of kind of coming up against realtors, we said, let's stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Let's let's uh, kind of get this army of, uh, of realtors working for us. And so um, this is this is basically how it works. You know, you have a person, you have a client that says, you know what, I can't buy. Unfortunately, I don't qualify. Can you find me a rental? Sure. I'll find you a rental or maybe I maybe I walk away because I don't want to do with rentals. But um, uh, I'm going to find you a rental and I'm going to take a half a month's rent. You know what? When you're on our on our model, that monthly payment that you make is essentially kind of like linked to rent, and so we pay half of that. We pay you half of that. The difference is that now you have a client who's so grateful that you actually solved their problem, right? And and I honestly believe that you know we're put on this earth, uh, jokingly, but you know we're, we're put on this earth to solve a client's number one problem, which is they need a place to live, right? That's why we're, that's what our jobs are, and so. Shouldn't it go beyond that a little bit? Shouldn't it be 
look, I'm not just going to put you in a, you know, a two bedroom basement apartment because that's where you can afford. I actually want to make your life better. And so that's, that's my goal is to try and convince the realtors that it's not just our, not just our job to find someone a place to live. It's our job to find them a place to live that will actually make their lives better. So does that sound a bit too altruistic? I don't know. But I mean, that's something that we should, that I think all strive for. And so now that client is super grateful because now they're building equity. And, you know, part of our model is, you know, every couple, you know, every six months or so, we'll send you a little email saying, hey, their model is doing well. Catch base with your client because our model actually also survives when people leave the system. So, you know, we want them to, I mean, I think probably people will stay forever or, you know, for a long time, but we do want people to come in, build their equity and then leave because we'll get it, we'll the next person who comes in will pay the new value, the, the 2.5 of the new value. So it's good for us as well. So when somebody leaves, uh, what uh, role might the realtor have uh, when they uh, exit the system? So the realtor would only, the, the, rule, the, the role that the realtor would have when that person leaves will be hopefully to find them a new place to live. Okay. They won't they won't really have any sort of financial gain when that person leaves except for helping them, you know, find another place. And that's where, you know, that's why it's important for us to for, you know, to stay in communication with the realtor who brought us that client. And by the way, um, we did our first uh, we rent uh, sold our first uh, batch of suites and I think six or seven of them were from realtors that came through to us. And so what's what's even better is that all they do is say to the client, hey, let me introduce you to Mark from Key. He's got a really interesting model that you might find interesting. They do the introduction. Yeah. I do the showings. I do the paperwork. I close the deal. And then I send the deal to the agent and he collects, he gets his commission. He doesn't even leave the house. So in a lot of ways, you know, this is a, a great opportunity for a realtor to convert leads that he thought would never convert. And so, you know, I look at it as being almost a, another income stream, right? Like if you can go to your, I talked to an agent the other day who had a database of about 600 people that were all kind of going through his rental database. And he said, let me just send them all an email and just see if I can convert them because they're, they're not gonna, you know, the chances of a renter client turning into a buyer client are very, very slim that we can all agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, so why wouldn't I just give them a, a hint where they could actually go to uh, Key and actually build equity to, you know, and be a buyer. So um, I think this is a great opportunity for realtors to benefit. We will be back after this short break. Join the ARIA Realtor Research Community to have your say when it comes to the services ARIA provides, the recommendations we make to the government and the strategic priorities of the association. You'll receive exclusive content and be entered into monthly draws every time you complete a survey. Visit joinarearesearch.com to sign up and join an exclusive community of realtors making a difference. Joinarearesearch.com. Okay, then let's, let me ask you this then. From a, from a business perspective, what is the benefit sharing the equity of the home? Because you're going to get the argument that why not just own the home yourself and rent out the unit? What, uh, what is your response to that, Mark? Right. Again, you know, a hundred percent, you should do that if you can get a mortgage and if you can, if you qualify and do all that sort of stuff, like I guarantee you, that's the best thing that you can do. This model is not for you. Right. This, right. So that, that's the, that's the simplest answer. Um, I, I encourage everyone, if you can buy, you should do that. I don't think that you should, you know, change your lifestyle. And I've actually had a client uh, who, who came into key 
who was living in a 800 some odd square foot, you know, rental apartment and kind of jokingly said, you know, I think it's time for me to start adulting is what her term was, not mine. Um, <laughs> so she goes to the bank to, to see if she can get, uh, um, you know, get a mortgage. And she only qualifies for, you know, $400,000 mortgage. Well, you can't buy anything in Toronto for 400000 Or you can, but are you going to walk away from your 800-square-foot, you know, condo to live in a 380-square-foot, you know, apartment? So that's a huge lifestyle change. So what she did, she took her money. She drove outside the city. Uh, I think she went as far as Belleville. She bought a rental condo that she's renting out, creating income for herself, saved a bit of money, and will go in and will buy a unit within the key model. Um, so all of a sudden, now she's got two properties working for her. So that's a great thing. So that's one way you can do it. And, and you know, I also have um, uh, self-employed people, again, who just, you know, for whatever reason, they don't qualify. And they we're a little bit more flexible in our approval process because it's not as, uh, as intense as the mortgage. Um, so, you know, we have the ability to say, you know what, that person's super close. But because they're self-employed, they do everything in their power to lower their income. So we can actually, you know, we can actually take that into account and help them get into the market. Those are the people we're trying to help. Right. Let's dig in a little bit on a few of the details, uh, Mark. So when an owner resident wants to move out of their unit yep. and remove their equity, they receive the percentage of the unit that they own at market value. Yeah. So um, how is market value determined where, so that it's fair for uh, all parties? Well, I appreciate the question coming from an accountant. So that's uh, I, so. Thank you. Um, so he, here's the thing: we will we use our um, uh, def, uh, automated valuation tools. I'm sorry, my words are lost. Automated valuation tools, Treb data, Crea data, uh, any third-party data that we can use to get the valuation of that suite. And what our model allows you to do is, on a monthly basis, check on your phone what your suite is worth because we have to update the values every month. Um, and also what your equity position is. So you put fifteen or twenty thousand in, and four years later, you know you've been checking it every month. But you know you're like, hey, you know what? Now I have forty-seven thousand six hundred dollars. That's awesome. Time for me to leave. Boom! You hit a button, and that starts a chain reaction of things. We make sure that the appraising value, you know, we have appraiser that will go in. We want to make sure that the appraised value works is is very similar to what we have on our uh, on our app. And the day that you leave, that money transfers into your account. So, Mark, on market value, how are rents determined? Um, how is the rent uh, determined uh, as well? Yeah. So again, we will use lots of third-party data to ensure that we're that we are getting the right market rent. So, if we're in a building right now that has a lot of rental units, and we 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 get uh, you know uh, apartment twenty two hundred one, um, and you know just last year twenty one hundred one rented for twenty one hundred dollars, then we know that that's probably pretty value. That's probably pretty accurate. But our our value will, or our uh, monthly payment will be a little bit lower. Um, and, and while you're while you're on that topic, um, again, the the monthly payments that you make are really are held uh, for four years under our model. The only things that change are things that we're not in control of. So that's the taxes and the maintenance fees. Just like if you were to own a, own your own condo, the maintenance fees go up and the taxes go up. You're responsible for it. Same in our model. That is your unit. We're just helping you. We're just replacing the mortgage with an ownership component, but that's still your condo. So if the taxes and maintenance go up, that's passed along to you. Um, I, I think that's probably the best way to, uh, to describe it. So, Mark, you guys are currently based in Toronto and the GTA. Will you ever expand into uh, other regions, out of these regions, I should say? 
Yeah, I mean, we get people all the time who say, when are you going to be in Mississauga or Scarborough or North York? And, and certainly that's you know really important. But what we're doing right now is um, really diving into the downtown um, uh, corridor the most. Because what the pandemic has shown us and, and really sort of emphasized uh, what, we, what we need to do, the pandemic has shown us that the people that need to be in the city the most are often the ones that are locked out. They're frontline workers, they're healthcare professionals, um, they are you know, service people and community people. And those are the people that we need the most in the city and they're the ones that can't get in. So we want to really concentrate on the downtown core. Having said that, you know, we will expand and, um, and, and you know, we'll, we'll tackle Mississauga and North York and Scarborough and, and sort of you know, broaden our scope. Uh, and we already are talking to lots of people in Vancouver. In fact, uh, two of our team members are from Vancouver. One of them is living, uh, two of them are living in Vancouver right now. Okay, let, let me let me ask you this then. So you're mentioning North York, Mississauga, Scarborough, very big cities. Considering that Mississauga has over a million people that live in there, so I, you know, bigger than some Western Canadian cities. So do you think yeah. do you think this model works on smaller towns than this? The, something that is you know sub seven hundred thousand, uh, sub five hundred thousand. Would this model work in those places as well? I mean, there are literally hundreds of communities, cities all around North America that are struggling in accessibility and affordability. And I would say that if there is a struggle, there's a place for heat. Right. And so whether we do that through our own personal growth or through, um, you know, um, having people mimic our service and helping them along, then, you know, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, you know, we've only been at this uh well, the, the idea has been nurturing for years. Uh, our companies have been in existence for you know almost three years. I've been at the company two and a half years. So amazing, um, and we launched our first suites back in January of this year. So you know things take a heck of a lot of time, and you know we have uh, great um, relationships with the federal government. We're talking to the provincial housing minister on a regular uh, time uh, on a regular basis. We've got um, you know friends in the municipal government that we that we're talking to. Um, because these are, these are, you know, everyone's got skin in the game. We all have a reason to help more people live in the cities. These are the economic engines of our country, right? And there was a, there was a great um, article not that long ago from the Toronto Board of Trade that talked about, you know, the economic losses of people who can't afford to live in the city, right? It's like something like $8 billion a year. And so, I mean, that's, that's just a wild number. But, you know, if we could help to solve that, that would be a great thing. So, Mark, so you're... you're mentioned a few of these things but what so what can people expect to come from uh, key living in the future you know what what's the five to ten year plan you know where do you see this uh what should people expect uh to come you should see our roadmap uh, david it's incredible um you know we had we had so many ideas you know in our sort of sessions that we talked about what are the some of the great things that we could do and you know it's so hard to to kind of you know, sit on your hands in a lot of ways because you want to just stand up and, and do them all right away. But, you know, there's, uh, um, it, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, to raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but, you know, what we look at is this idea and one of our co-founders comes from this, uh, this development space, big condo development space. And, you know, for the most part, condos these days are built for investors, right? That's the, that's the plain truth of the matter. You know, when you go to a downtown condo, 70 to 80 percent of the people that live there are tenants and you know so it would be on our roadmap to actually build our own condos 
And when you do that and you go to a developer and say, hey, I want to buy your whole thing, they'll pass along a great chunk of savings um, to us that they don't have to pay those soft costs, right? They can, they can pass those along to us. And we can take that money and we can invest it back into the building. We can put sensors in, we can put triple pane glass and green roofs and geothermal, and we can actually you know, redesign what acres of underground parking looks like when people don't have cars or don't need cars, or it's all car share. And imagine a building in Toronto or any city where 100% of the people that live there are owner residents. Like that to me is like a, a massive. And then build out our, um, uh, our, our website and our app where you know you can do things like you know schedule um, maintenance or have a cleaning person come in at the touch of a button. You can have your dog walked, your dry cleaning picked up, your lawn, your food delivered. You can schedule all these things right from your phone, and we can really create what we call a pass housing as a service. You know to to create this energy right where things are happening in the building. You might come home one day and there's a farmers market in your lobby. You can get fresh vegetables or you know, instead of parking underground, there's, uh, you know, places where there's music studio and there's a, you know, there's a, a hydroponic garden or there's all this kind of great stuff. I mean, sky's the limit, right? Because right now, a condo developer builds his units and isn't inclined to put in, you know, LED light bulbs because an LED light bulb costs five bucks. An incandescent costs 20 cents. And if I'm out of there in a year, why would I spend five dollars, right? So we can do that. And so all of a sudden, you know, our, our research says that we can actually drive down uh, those maintenance fees by 30, 40 percent, right? We can build better buildings. And if you just have to look at uh, commercial properties, you know, when, when uh, big companies build commercial properties, they build them because they're going to they build them well because they're going to own them forever. And so that would be the same with us. Build them well and and, um, and build them better and have great environments where, where people, you know, care about their environment. Right. That's that's such a great thing. So. Those are the things that kind of moved me. And I want to, you know, if I could just get into a time machine and travel ahead five years, that's the kind of building I hope that we would be building for people. Because can you imagine, like, you launch a building, you'd have lineups literally around the block. Wait, I can buy a $600,000 unit for 15 grand. I can pay less than market rent. And I can have all these fantastic services at my, at, you know, my beck and call. Like, why wouldn't I want to do that? And the reason why it's not being done now is because it's too expensive to do. If you don't get that, you know, 10 or 15% discount on all those units, it can't be done. Mark, you sound like uh, you've been very, very busy this last year, you even even during the pandemic. Uh, have, you had, have you had much time to enjoy the summer? Because we're, you know, I hate to tell everybody this, but I think, you know, we're, we're uh, changing into the second part of the summer months. And how has the summer been? And has it flown by for you as fast as it seems? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been, and you know, we we all made the the decision to move to um, our home offices. You know, at the start of the pandemic, we gave up our office space and we all moved home. We've been communicating by by Zoom, and we very rarely get to see uh, our team members, maybe in crossing, you know, passing. But it's it's been tough, and you know, not being able to get onto a plane and see relatives in Europe and in, and on the West Coast, that's been you know brutal. Um, but I don't. Maybe David has probably seen some of my posts on uh, Facebook. I. I, uh, I renovated a 50-year-old sailboat in my garage over the winter time, which I finally launched, and uh, and I have a place in the country which I can sort of get away to. But um, but you know my job is to talk to everyone who signs up. And you know when we got our when we first sold our first batch, we realized that we were we knew we were onto something. 
So we said, okay, we better start a wait list. That wait list crossed 1,900 people today. 1,900 people who said, this is interesting. I want more information. So my job is to really go out there and talk to all those people, which is, you know, it's 30 calls a day, basically, and just trying to get them on the phone, answer their questions, explain our model, just like I'm doing with you guys, get them accustomed to, you know, what we're trying to do. Uh, and that big boulder that we're trying to move, that takes up all my time. And, um, you know, and then, and then we have people who say, I've got the money, I'm looking for a place to go. And we're actually sending them through to our pre-approval process. Uh, which is all digital, all online, and um, and we have a huge batch of those, and we're we're getting our next batch of suites in the coming weeks, 40, 40 units, I think, at this point. Interesting. Okay, so when you're calling all these people, and and that's a big part of the job as well. You mentioned that the waiting list is long, uh, and and of course, people learning about uh, key living and so forth. What's the number one question you get, Mark, from your average person that is on that waiting list wanting to know more about the company? So the, fun, the, the one I get the most, because we're actually talking about that today, um, which is, um, what's the catch? Sounds yeah. too good to be true. What's the catch? That, I, that was one that, you know, probably every one of us gets. Uh, and then I, I actually even wrote them down because they, they come up all the time. Uh, but, you know, people want to know, what's the catch? When can I move in? And, uh, in, and, um, and wait, I don't have to have a mortgage? Like, the, people are just trying to wrap your head around, how do I own without a mortgage? And, and you know, the truth is, that you know, we've we've been living in a system that has survived on this on mortgage business, and so when you when you say you don't need a mortgage, that freaks people out a little bit. It makes them sort of question what you're doing. But uh, I think it's hilarious that the word mortgage in Latin is death pledge, right? So when we get <laughs> when we get a mortgage, the original term was you're paying until you you die, right? So uh, we're trying to trying to correct uh, a huge um, you know shift. So, Mark, other than uh, trying to work on your enthusiasm, what's next for you? Uh, what's next for you? So I think that, you know, the next thing for me is, is continually talking to realtors, right? Like, it's just like everything else. You know, we're used to doing business a certain way. And, you know, changes are take a long time, as you know, right? Some new model comes in and people are very, you know, they're maybe not anti, but they're they kind of like, nah, I'm not really sure. Um uh, until one person jumps and then another person and a third or fourth fit and then it starts to build up momentum, right? So I'm all about building that momentum within the realtor community and getting them on board that there is, there's more ways to make money and help people. And, you know, that's, that's my biggest goal is just to try to conv convince agents that our job isn't just putting people in the place. It's helping them, you know, better their lives, right? We should be doing that all the time. So that's, uh, that's my number one goal. And then, you know, as, as we expand too, I want to be able to go to Vancouver and talk to, you know, my counterparts out there and tell them what we're doing, right? And just get them excited by it. Because in, in Vancouver, um, it's so much different. The, the way that they do business in Vancouver is so much different uh, in BC. They don't have, like their MLS doesn't have rentals on it. And so when they have a client that can't afford to buy, they just pass them off to, you know, they say, go check out the, the Kijiji or, or go to these buildings and they've got uh, the people that can help you. So wouldn't it be great if I, you know, if we could have them, you know, um, send them right to, uh, right to key and actually make money out of it. Mark, thanks for your time. Great to be here. Before we go, I want to remind you that Aria has officially extended access to LifeWorks, a 24 seven well-being solution for another three years. 
This means that ARIA members and their families have access at no cost until 2023. Visit ARIA.com forward slash LifeWorks for more information or to access the service. ARIA Standard Forms is continuing to offer Forms Webinar Wednesdays. If you missed any of our previous webinars, such as A Closer Look at Commercial Forms and Forms from Brokerage to Brokerage Communication, you can find all the recordings on the Standard Forms webinar landing page on aria.com. The next one is coming up on September 29th at 1 p.m. and it's titled Working Your Magic with Clauses followed by ARIA Rental and Leasing Forms on October 27th at 1 p.m. And don't forget to take the Are You a Forms Rockstar quiz to find out if you're a Forms expert. You can find the quiz when you visit the Standard Forms landing page under Member Services on ARIA.com. And finally, don't forget to check out realheart.ca to read the inspiring stories of realtors giving back to their communities and to share your story. That's realheart.ca. That's it for today. From Maria President David Oikel and myself, David Bastel, stay safe and we'll talk to you again soon. Visit aria.com slash podcast for more information, links, and a full list of our episodes to date. New episodes are out the second Tuesday of every month. Hey!